Have you ever <clears throat> Jeez, why is this so hard? From doing the first episode, it went much better than I thought it was going to go. I realized we're actually not that bad at speaking English, which is surprising for <laughs> Afrikaans guys with terrible English accents. I did realize my accent goes all over the place, but I take no responsibility for that. It's just going to happen. <laughs> And uh, the coffee tonight's going to make it worse. So <laughs> good luck. <laughs> yeah. No, I think, um, I mean, English isn't uh, either of our first language. It's a second language for both of us. It's going to be interesting. Um, I, I also need to work on my pronunciation of certain words. Because <laughs> sometimes it just fades away. Um, or I would say something and I was like, what what did i say <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think I, I start speaking too quickly so my mouth doesn't really catch up so the first few words just come out as a garble but i i'll work on that that's just a side effect of your brain running a million miles yeah, an hour exactly. and your mouth trying to catch up <laughs> <laughs> do magic and, and post just start up photoshop or whatever you use to make it look better just photoshop <laughs> it better <laughs> mm. um did you see that thing that simone Geertz, i think it's how you pronounce it made the yeah i can i never tried to pronounce this name because i know i'm gonna <laughs> get it wrong i'll i'll take the bullet let's go with Geertz. that's that sounds fine to me it sounds swedish <laughs> is she swedish i think she is oh i don't even know that's, well that's she cool. lived in a houseboat yeah, it's like automatically point. Swedish. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, so in her apparent houseboat, she uh, she wanted to track some daily goals and decided she she first made a pretty much the same thing it is now. Instead of push buttons, it had toggle switches. Like in airplanes, there was one that flipped up and down. Right. I saw a video of the prototype on the tested channel. And uh, she she mentioned that the prototype worked really good, except some of the soldering. So that was an issue, <laughs> which she's known for. And um, also it wasn't visible enough when she skipped a day. She skipped one day, apparently, and uh, she wanted more motivation out of it. So she decided to pretty much start a company and do <laughs> complete manufacturing <laughs> of the thing as one does of course that's that's what else would you do like i want this this in my life i'm gonna make it for everyone but fair enough the kickstarter was funded almost instantly i think i saw it on twitter an hour after it was posted and by then it was funded already wow so yeah it's one of those yeah well the power of having uh a big community behind you already yeah that must be nice at some point you get to a, a place where you can just put out anything and you know, <laughs> i don't want to say people throw money at you but it's kind of what happens but i mean it's not like she's not adding value she is genuinely building something cool that people will find useful i seriously considered getting one even though in our currency it's super expensive for what you get but i think my main issue with it is it's so bright i love lights but not in my room and since i've got a roommate it's going to be the only place where i can put it and i wouldn't be able to sleep with that thing on so i'll have to 
get a Raspberry Pi that I can program with a relay so it goes on and off automatically. And it's, it's, uh, there's a whole spiral going on there that I'm just going to avoid. <laughs> or at least just dumb in the evenings. Yeah, that would have been a cool feature, I think. Maybe in version two. Yeah. Now well, that it's funded so well. I hope they can fix it with a software upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It actually uh, inspired me. I, I sent you a link to that uh, start page I use and I built a little web task function that checks my toggle for the day and then sets a state on my API server for my start page. So I've, I've now got a similar thing going, which is something I've been wanting to do for quite some time. I just kept forgetting about it and then not really knowing how to realize it. So I was super glad that she actually did that because I immediately went, wait, this is a cool idea. I don't want so many days because I don't really care. But a rolling seven-day window is perfect. I mean, if you can do something for a week, then that, I think, is a really good starting point. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, everyone's different. But it helps to have something that you you can view and you can kind of get a, a streak going. Because um, once you get to, like, day four and you haven't missed one, you're like, hey, this is fun, you know? Yeah. It kind of kind of gamifies it a bit. Um, so that after a while, it snowballs and you don't want to miss one depending on your personality type um streaks can be bad for you as well because <laughs> i've gotten to the point where i was heavy into meditation at one point um and i was at one point i think into 66 days of meditating every single day whoa and it got to the point where like i started getting anxious that i might miss a day <laughs> oh, yeah. um, pressure which, just to do it. which completely defeats the point of meditation yeah. oh that's actually sad <laughs> i haven't ever thought about that um so then uh, i think we were away visiting family um and had a really great day and i ended up missing one day not doing meditation um and i broke my streak after something like 65 or 66 days and um i remember waking up that that next morning and like in a you know in a shock <laughs> um kind of sitting up straight and thinking oh my word i missed my meditation yesterday oh no and the world didn't end <laughs> and everything went on and i must say through that though i've got a I think I've got a, a better relationship with meditation now where it's more of a tool that I use as I need it. Oh, yeah. And I try to incorporate it into my life uh, a little bit more um, as needed. Um, but that's why, so that brought me onto another thing um, that started uh, at, at that time when I was listening, um, when I was meditating, I was also listening to a lot of Tim Ferriss, his podcast, and he was doing a lot of these experiments where he was trying stuff you know for 30 days like a cold shower challenge for 30 days um or ice bath um, was the next thing that he did after that and and there was like a bunch of these challenges that he would constantly do to try and try and test things out and then after he's done with the challenge he would decide if he's going to incorporate it into his life or not um and that kind of started me on a train of thought in terms of and challenges first and habit second where i would challenge myself to read 30 minutes every day for a month right and then after that i will sit and i will reflect on that and i will see right how hard was this challenge did i manage to actually do it for a month straight 
um, what are the pros and cons. And then I decide if I'm going to put a habit in place for reading every day or am I going to put in a habit um, reading, you know, three times a week or, you know, how, however it can fit into my schedule. That kind of, I don't know, that was a bit of a tangent. but <laughs> No, no, that's right on track. I, I actually like that idea quite a lot. I didn't know that Tim Ferriss did that publicly. If I was aware of that, I probably would have joined the movement. I've been doing something similar non-intentionally for quite a few years, pretty much since I've been in university. The first one that comes to mind, <laughs> I got a flashback when he said cold showers. I tried to see if I can live without warm water in my flat, mostly because it was super luxury and I I liked sleeping late too much. So I would sort of punish myself if I slept late and missed a class, I would have to take a cold shower at the flat instead of going to campus and getting a warm one there. Right. And uh, that wasn't my favorite challenge that I've ever done. <laughs> but it did something to me, I think, where for a long period of time after that, when the alarm went off, I was up and I was ready so fast. I would like to get that back into my life, but I'm not prepared to do the cold shower thing again. <laughs> so yeah, after evaluation, that's a, that's a good idea initially, but I'm not going to keep it. Punishment is a good motivator. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure it's always the best in the long term, but it works. Isn't there a... I recall reading somewhere... Where was it? Um, I forgot the book. It'll come to me in a bit. About these monks that um, they would punish themselves by sitting beneath a, a waterfall that's coming out of the mountain. So it's like super freezing cold. Um, whenever their thoughts veered where they don't want them to go. Where did I read about this? Oh, you know what? It was in The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari by Robin Sharma. So don't don't quote me that those are factually <laughs> correct. <laughs> well, it's... Yeah, it's... Um, yeah, I've read so many... What most would put in the self-help genre. <laughs> I'm in the exact same boat. My Goodreads thinks I'm either super motivated or super depressed, depending <laughs> on the month and who released what. <laughs> Oh, I can relate so much. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of sad, but it's okay. I like reading those books because a lot of the time, 99% of the book is garbage. Yeah. But you take one little nugget from it or you carry that with you for the rest of your life. Yeah, so you sort of end up as a collage of the best bits of all of these books. Exactly. But it is kind of sad once you read one and you just realize almost nothing in this book is original and that which is original isn't very good. Yeah. Yeah, what's that? Um, Are you going to bring it up? Are you going to make me mad now? Seven Habits no. of Highly Ineffective People. That's not the book. That, that, that book, even that book is a regurgitation of... Um, yes, so many. Uh, no, man, what's that book that was written in the way, way, way back? Hold on, just... Oh, this is going to make noise now, but I need to Google this now because I need to find the name of this book. It's going to bother me. I'm going to loop that for 45 minutes and then we'll go on. How about you tell us about what daily goals or challenges you have at the moment? Daily goals at the moment? I think my main thing is fasting. I'm doing intermittent fasting at the moment. So fasting for 13 hours a day. Okay. Which hours do you do you feed and which don't you? 
or is it just the 13 hours? No, so I, I eat before 7 p.m. Um, and then I don't eat again until next morning at 8. And I only drink water and robust tea in the evenings and in the mornings before 8. If I am uh, need to drink coffee before 8, I drink black coffee. I'm also actually doing intermittent fasting. I don't know why I sort of started doing it sometime in the beginning of this year and it's been one of those things that's just stuck with me because I've got a bad issue with snacking so it helps a lot with that. I eat usually the last calories are at 4 p.m and then I only have water until the next morning at 7 which is when I usually have a protein shake after the gym. And other daily things I work on, I've got a application that reminds me every 20 minutes when I'm at my computer to check my posture. With the idea being that I should just try and sit a little better. And hopefully over time, those little bits help <laughs> me not look like an idiot. And um, I also do, I've got a bit of a OCD tick thing where I touch my face when my hands are bored. So I try and pay attention to whenever my hands reach for my face and if I stop myself then I consider that a good thing so if I if I feel that today I stopped myself a meaningful amount of times before just you know just doing it unconsciously without thinking about it then I, I mark that off on my to-do list for the day it's a it's achieved for that day and then I also do reading for 30 minutes every day which which can be a challenge sometimes, especially when friends are around. Hey guys, I'm just quickly going to go, go to my room and take a nap with the light on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm finding it hard to pin down things now because a lot of this these things are so second nature to me now um, that I don't even see them as habits anymore <laughs> that I'm checking off. It's just automatic. Like, for instance, the time tracking Um that is technically a habit did i track my time today but it is so ingrained into who i am at this point that i don't even see it as a habit anymore it's just something that happens automatically <laughs> yeah yeah even though it does require quite a bit of interaction for, on my part i mean i need to change a timer every time that i you know change context i'm still in two minds about it i think there's definite benefits obviously i just the two minds are one side of my brain is too lazy and the other side doesn't want to let the the non-lazy side lose. <laughs> <laughs> the monkey brain. Yeah, I'm monkey braining on it. Today, my brain was completely consumed with finishing up my blog stuff. And it was just like, it was all consuming. So you made good progress on that, that blog oh, today, right? Yeah, finally. Yeah, now it's just getting my brain out of programming mode and into writing mode it's quite a switch yeah i need to change scenery i'm gonna have to go to a coffee shop or something and just take my tablet um and not have the laptop with me because otherwise i'm just gonna get back into coding again <laughs> yeah i also took a couple of days after i finished coding up the blog and everything and just didn't touch the code even though there were things i wanted to add and change i just told myself it's not possible have to wait a week or something yeah i'm gonna have to do the same um especially before i do the the mvpp oh. 
I know I'm going to start on that and I'm using, ooh, hey, maybe I can add this. And then I'm going to end up managing two code bases. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> where I am now. It's the slipperiest of slopes. So before I get into that, I need to at least get some content up and get the site to a point where it's, you know, looking. Because at the moment, it's just a shell. It's got a few cool things there, but I mean, it, it needs so much content now. I feel kind of bad for blogful at the moment because yours looks so much nicer i don't think it's feasible for relatively productive to <laughs> run on blogful when you've got that slick front end on yours no but i think blogful will be easier to manage because you've got a little back-end cms behind it right like online writing posts yeah you just paste everything in there and hit submit and it's there right where mine runs completely like i have to write my posts in VS code and then commit it and then it get, gets compiled and it gets pushed up to Netlify. So there's no online CMS that's on the agenda, <laughs> but it's also intentional um, because before I started writing this blog, I evaluated a bunch of CMSs and none of them gave me the one thing that I needed and that was to write custom widgets that do bespoke things within a blog post. I remember you messaged me about trying to work that into Medium. And yeah, I just think it is better in that situation to have your own. Yeah. So I was looking at, at using CodePen embeds inside Medium and writing it that way. But on the long run, it would just be a pain in the butt to maintain, especially because some of the stuff that I'm going to do in the future will affect things that I'm building now. It sounds very simple, but there's a lot of work that went into it. <laughs> yeah, there's always some hidden layers. One of the challenges I've had was balancing all of the different aspects of, you know, just everyday life. So health, friends, family, being social versus being productive, which is generally in my case <laughs> working on things alone or with one or two people um, there have been periods throughout the past two years or so where I've basically <laughs> went off the radar and almost no one could contact me not necessarily deliberately but mostly because I just wanted to get something done on a deadline I set to myself and sometimes that means sacrificing going out on a Friday because you know you might have too many beers and then the Saturday is going to be a useless day. So a Friday ends up costing you two days and, you know, that balance is, is really difficult. How do you handle that situation when you want to work on something and get it done before a certain date and also, you know, seeing your family? And I know you mentioned last time you do you do time buckets, but how do you decide who gets how many buckets and... And, and all of that i mean my wife is very persuasive <laughs> so she makes sure that family time gets attention and then i kind of fit in the rest around that she's always kind of been my north star if i can call her that in terms of not neglecting family um and i mean i'm very thankful for that because i think without her i would be bit of a mess uh, i wouldn't eat i would just be consumed with whatever <laughs> piqued my interest and i would just spiral into i mean and that that is what i was like before i met her uh, i would get consumed with this idea and i would just work on it constantly 
and neglect everything my health friends relationships everything else i would just like neglect to the point where my mom would phone me and ask hey are you still alive (laughs) (laughs) i do have a way better handle on on life balance these days than i used to have even in the beginning stages when i met my wife and we started dating and the thing that took up the most amount of time back then was gaming for me that was just the black hole because it's not even really productive yeah not at all and it's designed to be a black hole but that was my obsession you know i miss it but i'm i'm glad that i was able to move on from that and now focus on things that actually are more fulfilling building cool things that are useful to other people it gives your life a whole lot more purpose than just sinking hours into games not that i'm against gaming i love gaming but it has to be recreational. You know, it, it cannot be an obsession again for me. Yeah, you can't have a job simulator. <laughs> exactly. You can't have work-life balance or just overall life balance without making a few sacrifices. So if that is a priority and it should be a priority, then you need to work around that and you have to be creative um, and try and, you know, figure out a life that, that works for you around the constraints that that you have play the hand that you are dealt (laughs) that is the interesting thing Um, for myself i usually find one of my main constraints is health and fitness so it's always been something that i've totally neglected and um, i think it's starting to catch up with me so now since i've i've started working out a little bit and I immediately notice when I when I skip days, you know, my body starts aching in weird places. It's sort of that roller coaster that you don't ever want to stop because you're afraid of what's going to be there. So just to give a little backstory, I think I have got the the classic case of guy goes to university and eats all of the food and gets university fat. And after university, you realize what happened. <laughs> you look back um, at, at high school photos. I'm 30 and I still have university fat. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, the realization happens when it happens. <laughs> yeah. And um, I was living in the garden route at the time when I when I decided, you know, this is this is going to be the big one. I'm going to commit to to working out and doing all of that for the 10,000th time. But somehow this time it actually stuck, mostly because I didn't have a day job. So I had lots of free time. So there really was no excuse. <laughs> I didn't. I couldn't find time for the gym. You're lying. You had all the time for the gym. And I set myself a goal of I was going to lose, I think, let's say 12 kilograms in three months. So it, it was just about doable. It was pretty intense. And I reached it on the on the day I had booked flights to go to a festival and see all of my old friends. So that day was the was the goal for losing all of that weight. And on that morning I reached it. So I just just made it. And after that, when I moved to Cape Town, I decided I'm just going to keep it going because I've I've already come so far at that point. It would have been silly to stop. So uh, it's become second nature for me now. I've been going to the gym pretty much almost three years at this point. I would say. And uh, early last year, I decided I want to play a team sport again because I thought it was going to be fun for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) So I joined a football club here. Uh, It wasn't super serious. We were the fifth team in the fifth league. So, you know, there was some toying around. But some of the guys are really good, actually. And 
football is much more difficult than I thought it was going to be, especially fitness-wise. I used to play rugby in high school, but with rugby, you, you get to do something and then you get to stand still and catch your breath. With football, there's no standing still. You run all the time. So that pretty much forced me to get really fit. And I think that was the fittest I've ever been in my life. So I tried to do a, a half marathon. I booked the, the race and I got the position and the seating and everything down and I was training for it. And two weeks before the the marathon was to take place, so I was doing actually my final preparation run and it was supposed to be 18 kilometers. And on the way back from it, I got a stress fracture oh, in my foot. Man. So I had to actually take an Uber home because I couldn't even stand on it. And that was just the, the most disappointment I've ever had in my body <laughs> for letting me down. After that, you know, I've, I haven't been as intense as I was back then. So obviously with the stress factor, I couldn't, I couldn't go to the gym. I couldn't play football. I had to give up the football career, <laughs> if you can call it that. Uh, I had to give up jogging for a bit. But at least I could go back to the gym in about two weeks. So I got back into the gym and then I got the the discovery vitality goal thing motivated me a little bit just to try and do some sort of fitness on weekends. So that way, at least now I do, I go to the gym three days a week and then on weekends, usually Saturday, but sometimes I'm lazy. So Sunday is also fair enough. I'll go and I'll do a half an hour of spinning or jogging with the heart rate being 80% plus. That's, that's, yeah, that's, it is what it is. It's really tough every, every week because I never really progress past that. It's being really tough part because I don't do it twice or three times a week, but it is fun. How about yourself? Yeah. So at the moment in terms of fitness, um, I was also in a bit of a slump throughout September and before then, no, actually it was before September and then September I decided I'm going to turn things around a bit and I need to start exercising again. I also have that discovery of vitality and that's been a good motivator. So I've been doing the necessary you know, three times a week, 30 minute workout just to get the points and to pay for my Apple watch. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. You can't let that slide. I was pretty much, I had the same thing where not really progressing just doing 5k three times a week. It's not getting easier, but it's not getting harder. And then a friend of mine um, messaged me and he asked me, I wanted to join for a 29 kilometer run on the 17th of November. And I was like, that sounds horrible. Why do I want to do that? <laughs> but turns out it's actually a suicide awareness run. Um, his brother committed suicide about four years ago, I think. And uh, on the 17th, he would have turned 29. So it's 29 kilometers to kind of remember him and getting shirts made and going doing this whole run to um, raise awareness. So yeah, that's actually given me something to work towards again. So I've built up to doing 10 and 15k runs now. I haven't actually done a 20 nine so we'll see closer to the time i might just do the relay and not the full 29 no 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 no, no. that's too easy that's too easy then you get half a t-shirt uh we'll we'll see the fact that i'm doing 15k runs now something clicked and it just kind of you know ties back again into having a goal have you ever wanted to start a side project do you feel like you were meant to do more with your life 
so did we. That's what today's sponsor is all about. Relatively Productive is a new podcast all about, actually, we don't even know what it's about yet. So let's find out together. You can show your support by sharing it with a friend. Thanks. When I was writing my first blog post today, I I started with the intro and I was like, huh, do I want to be anonymous or not? Obviously, we're going to talk about it here on the podcast. So, I mean, it's not going to be a hard anonymous thing. Like, it's a rule that no one can know. But the stuff that I want to write about on the blog is so separate from what I do for a living at the moment in terms of contracting. It doesn't really add any benefit for me to make public on the blog who I am in real life. Yeah, being anonymous is, I don't know, sometimes it's really nice and other times it can be a pain. Like we mentioned earlier with the everyday calendar, I think it's much easier to start something and you get feedback almost instantly if this is going to be worth your time or it's just you wasting your time on an idea that will that shouldn't really be anything. I get this feeling like being anonymous on the internet and having a persona, it's almost like it's a marketing decision. It could be, yes, because some people and their personas are vastly different, especially when you look at actors and musicians with stage names and stuff like that. It's interesting how over the years, and I mean, both of us growing up with the internet and seeing the internet change over time, how we went from using usernames on the internet um, and staying anonymous. Back then we tried, in fact, we wanted to be anonymous on the internet. Yes, back when I when I just got started, I using my real name and surname as a username anywhere wasn't an option. It didn't even occur to me. It was frowned upon. Yeah, I mean, you look down on people that use their real names on the internet. And now... I'm super mad at Twitter because they don't want to give me my real name and surname as a username. I have to have an underscore in it. <laughs> yeah, it's weird how things have changed. I've, I've never really thought about this until today. It's kind of like it just hope it, it feels like it happened overnight, but <laughs> it's, it's quite a few years in the making. But how we've been conditioned and I think I think Facebook is a big driver of this. I mean, I think they they pulled a lot of the internet out of being anonymous into making everything public um, and known. And it's super weird. (laughs) 10 years ago, I wouldn't think use my real name, it would be username. Um, And it was a concern for security and, you know, didn't want to be tied to the things that you did on the internet necessarily to now where you're thinking is being anonymous like a good marketing thing (laughs) (laughs) yeah um how can how can it benefit me to be anonymous or not i think that you're definitely right with facebook being one of the main drivers of this whole be your actual self online movement if we can call it that i think another thing that might have played to to that strength was all of these social media personalities who are pretty much marketers in disguise be the persona or not and everyone likes to have a voice you know i read a, a great quote the other day i can't remember in which book it was so there's the second book we can't remember <laughs> in this podcast it was basically that social media was the market's answer to everyone wanting to be a special snowflake Everyone just wants to be heard and have their opinion matter. 
But in the big scheme of things, a lot of what we say doesn't matter at all. And most people don't like that. So the market found a way and that was social media where you can broadcast things and your opinion matters to your group of friends and you feel super good about it. They feel good about it. And uh, in the process, someone's making money out of it. Yeah, I don't know. What has the world become? I don't know if it's if it's better or worse. I don't know. It's, there will always be bad things on the internet, but I don't know. I think overall the internet is probably better today. Just more idiots on the internet, I guess. <laughs> yes, but at least we're getting the tools to filter them out somewhat. So. <laughs> yeah, and we have their real names. <laughs> so we can yes. ignore them in real life too. <laughs> that that's, that's a good idea, yeah. I've been doing a process of disconnecting myself as much as I can from whatever so at this point um, my cell phone is really loosely attached to me so I actually I'm at I'm back at the point where I forget where I put my phone oh that's great yeah it, it's taken a while but I the last time that happened was probably just when I got a phone <laughs> you're de-cyborging yourself <laughs> yes I'm actually seriously considering getting a analog watch again that doesn't track my heart rate or doesn't do anything weird it just tells the time <laughs> but how do you track your stuff then how do well you... i can't use my watch now so you know it's it's the same thing yeah the apple watch with the gps is quite nice so when i go for runs now i leave my phone um and i can still track you know detailed stats about my runs and stuff we i'm actually glad we can't get the LTE version yet in South Africa of the watch. <laughs> I don't know if that's changed now with the new watch. That uh, that was one thing for me that changed my relationship with my phone a bit was the Apple Watch with the GPS but no LTE because I could leave my phone at home when I go on runs. And then that was kind of my disconnecting. I got all of the benefits of the tracking but I don't have my phone on me. So there's no urge to stop and take a picture for Instagram or you know, any of that kind of stuff, um, or think of something and, uh, oh, I need to write this down now. I need to take a note now, you know, that all of that kind of, kind of went away, which cleared up a lot of chatter in my head. I'm trying to reduce my technology use a bit. Um, screen time is, is helping a lot. <laughs> oh yeah. We'll get into screen time. I think maybe next time actually. So my morning routine has improved a lot, which is good. The Picking up the phone first thing in the morning and checking mail, that's gone. It's great. Which I don't know why that is still a thing for me, honestly. I mean, I've got so many other good routines and habits and stuff in place. My relationship with my phone should be way better than it is at the moment. Um, work in progress. Everything in my life is in various states of disarray at the moment so i'm i'm sorting everything out one one at a time one chunk at a time <laughs> yeah the blog is a big thing on that though it's my way it's kind of my middle point into thinking through everything else in my life and fixing all of the nitty-gritty details and talking about it yeah a lot of my systems are very broken at this point because i went through a large chunk of this year and end of last year where my systems kind of I wasn't maintaining them I changed a few things but then stopped halfway through and then got distracted and then tried something else and like so I, I broke a lot of my systems so I need to you know one by one fix everything again and get all the pieces together <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean that happens life is pretty unpredictable no matter how hard you try so sooner or later 
some things will need some attention again to get everything back on track. And there's so much cool tech coming out all the time. I don't know how you're not consumed by it at all. <laughs> yeah, I've got this nice filter. It's called the mill. <laughs> oh, it's a blessing and a curse. I do enjoy it though. It's um, it's something I would really miss if it wasn't my life. Like evaluating cool products and seeing how it fits into my life or is it useful or not. It's something I, I truly, really enjoy. Um, so I just need to figure out a way to make that work for me and other people. Um, and that is a big part of that is just blogging about it, you know, just writing about it and writing about my findings and um, weighing up pros and cons and you know, I do that stuff anyway. I'm just not doing it publicly. So now I'm not going to do it publicly. Makes sense. 